then that story, that bit, for better or worse, blew the fuck up to the point where in each and every one of his stand-up shows, the fans damn near demand it. And he has to do it as like at least an encore if he doesn't work it into his set. Then fast forward to today, 2023, a multi-million dollar budgeted, I think it was like 30 or $40 million budgeted film was created starring Burt around this machine story. And I just love like the arc of that, especially since I, I was listening live back in the day when he initially first told that story on Rogan. So to see it go from that to where it is now, it's fucking amazing to see. What up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast, the only podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. This is episode 236 of the Spun Today podcast. And in this episode, I tell you guys about how I saved the life of a little old lady. Definitely stick around for that tale. I also tell you about attending Burt Kreischer's Fully Loaded Comedy Festival. I give you my recap and review of The Flash, DC's latest 2023 release. And I also induct a new member into the Spun Today Goats Doing Goat Shit list. So definitely stick around for all that good stuff. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to tell each and every one of you about a great way that you can help support this podcast if you so choose. I definitely appreciate the support very, very much. It means a ton and not only helps me keep the lights on, but motivates me to produce these episodes. So here's one quick way that you can help support the show, and then we'll jump right into the episode. The Spun Today newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm going to do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday at noon. You're going to receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week. And finally, for my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address, and you'll get the very next one. At the very end of last episode, episode 235 of the Spun Today podcast, I teased the fact that I saved the life of a little old lady and that I would tell you guys all about it during this episode right here. Now, I don't know for a fact or not if the folks that witnessed the incident are thinking of me as the Dominican Spider-Man or Batman or the Dominican Superman even, I don't know. And honestly, it's not for me to say, I'll leave that for you all to decide. But not seriously, that's all for me to say that I 
busted my ass riding my bike. And me saying that I saved the life of a little old lady is the consolation that I give myself for, again, busting my ass riding my bike. So here's what happened. As some of you OG listeners may know, I'm definitely no representative of fitness, but one fairly active fit thing that I do and try to do on a yearly basis is bike riding, specifically a bike marathon. A buddy of mine, Pablo, shout out to Pablo, who is a Today alum himself. We book one of these bike marathons at least once a year. And we've done, for example, the Five Borough here in New York City, which is a great ride that I highly recommend. We've done that, uh, I want to say three times, maybe four, but definitely three. And that's a 40 mile bike ride throughout the five boroughs here in NYC. And it's really cool. They shut down streets and tunnels and bridges just for the cyclists uh, to ride. My only beef with that one is that it always happens in May. So to train up for it, you have to do it during February, March and April, which are still like colder months of the year here in New York City. But it's definitely a worthwhile ride. We've also done at the Hudson Valley, which is a very nice scenic route type of ride. They don't close down a lot of streets, but it is in Hudson Valley, which is you know not as populated and, and busy as, as New York City, for example. And some areas, some streets are closed, but definitely not all. But it's, a, again, a remote area. You get to see a lot of farmland and some nice scenic views. We've done that a couple times as well. The pandemic threw us off for a while there. And we had a mishap last year that I told you guys about with tires being emptied and our, our bikes when we were heading out to do the five borough again. But I digress. This year we are back at it and happy to say that we've been training up for the event. Now, the Hudson Valley has a couple different options. You can sign up to do a 15 mile, a 33 mile, which is what we signed up for this year, a 55 mile, which we've done in the past, a 75 mile and a 100 mile bike ride. And what we typically do is a couple months before we dust off our bikes and begin riding in anticipation to like train up to the amount of miles that we plan to do for the marathon. So the first day we went out, we did, you know, we had a goal of doing like five miles the next time, you know, seven to 10, the time after that, 10 to 15, et cetera, et cetera. So a couple weeks ago, we were doing our 15 mile run. And something cool about bike riding also is that you get to go through like different neighborhoods and really see things differently. That's something that I appreciate from from bike riding itself. I think there's a famous Einstein quote that I know I've mentioned before, but it's something to the effect of if you really want to see a neighborhood in all its like nooks and crannies do so by bike riding. And I definitely agree with that because even bike riding like through my own neighborhood, like I see streets and houses and areas and businesses that I never even noticed before when you're like driving by. But yeah, we do different bike paths. We've, we, like this season, for example, we've done the Bell Parkway, we've done Central Park, we did the West Side Highway last weekend. We went up from like, not like, we went up from Dykeman down to the Financial District, to the Freedom Tower and back. That's in total about a 26, almost 27 mile run. Again, in preparation for the 33 miles that we're going to do in the Hudson Valley this year, which is scheduled to take place on Sunday, June 25th, 2023. But again, circling back to my 15 mile preparation ride. So for this one, we decided to do Queens Boulevard, which we have done in the past during other seasons. Queens Boulevard around uh, Forest Park. There's a new bike path or fairly new. It's a couple years old, probably where you can take the bike path in Forest Hills, 
all the way across, you know, across Queen Center Mall, across Woodside, all the way through to LIC. And there, there's a point where you can either choose to go into LIC and the path continues there or cross the Queensboro Bridge and then bike into the city, into the paths there. Now it's a bike path, so it's protected, you know, air quotes. There are some barriers, there, you know, throughout some streets, but you're pretty much next to the cars in the street. You got to be mindful of pedestrians, stop at the red lights, be mindful of cars merging, you know, crossing the bike bike path, for example, to merge on into a different lane. So you definitely have a few more obstacles to be mindful of. But we were having a great ride. We were about 12 miles in. So we were already on our way back to the car because remember, the goal was 15 miles. So we did about seven and change and then turn back and then we are at the 12 12 ish mile mark and we're riding through a neighborhood in woodside pablo's ahead of me and i see him swerve to the left and it was to avoid this little old lady that was being accompanied by someone either a relative or a home attendant and i kid you not like something out of a fucking movie a little old lady with a walker just mindlessly starts to cross the street against the light so she had the do not walk we had green, you know, straight green lights ahead. He swerves and misses her. She just keeps going, doesn't look left or right. And I'm coming up on her and I have a decision to make. Either try to swerve and avoid her, which we're in a street just to like paint the picture for you guys. It's the bike lane. To the right is the sidewalk. To the left are parked cars. And then to the left of that, the street, you know, where, where cars are driving. So either try to avoid her with the little room I have between where she now is and the parked cars or fucking slam into her in which case she would have likely died again very frail elderly woman with a walker or choose to be the hero and slam on the brakes with no regard for my own well-being and save this little old lady's life that's exactly what happened (laughs) but in doing so unfortunately I slam on the brakes. I go flying up. My back tire lifts up behind me. I'm up in the air. I land on my front handlebars, snapping my light reflector, snapping my bell and breaking it, snapping my phone holder. That's also on my handlebar, completely breaking them off. My phone almost falls in the sewer. The only reason why it doesn't, you know, those like Pennywise sewers at the end of the street. This one happened to be one that was like double graded meaning like horizontally and vertically. If it was like just horizontally, like some of them are, the phone likely would have fallen through because it like literally landed on the grates. I hear the person that the old lady is with saying, ay mira se cayó el muchacho. And then they dip (laughs) and just completely bounce. They're like, oh shit. Pablo turns back. Um, A couple that was like waiting for the light to cross the street, right where like behind where the old lady was. She helped me up and she was like, oh, I bike here all the time and you know people just walk into the lane like that are you okay are you okay i can't fucking talk like i'm trying to grab my breath it literally knocked the wind out of me and i'm in fucking pain like a motherfucker i'm like yeah yeah, i'm okay i just gotta like catch my breath i like eat the words out she leaves i'm chilling there with my boy pablo we're right across the street from uh walgreens pharmacy for those of you who are not familiar and i'm like for like five or ten minutes just like walking around trying to catch my breath feeling like my side it's like my lower chest upper rib area i'm like feeling trying to see is something broken like she just fucking hurts like a motherfucker then i'm in a predicament i'm like three to four miles away from the car there's no like uber 
bike services that I'm aware of. You know, I can't just call an Uber to take me back to the car, but I can also barely walk without it like hurting like hell. So I wound up going into the Walgreens, buying some Tylenol, popping those. Um, also bought some like a lidocaine spray for the pain. Just fucking sprayed my shit up and then wound up biking the rest of the way to the car. Very, very slowly, but made it. Got home, took an Epsom salt bath, popped a few more Tylenol or Advil's, I believe. Then a couple of days later, it just kept getting worse uh, in terms of, of the pain. The next day, you know, probably as expected to feel worse. But then like a day or two after that, like I couldn't get out of bed. Like I literally had to like push my side in, in a way to like brace for the pain and like roll my, kind of like roll, throw myself off. So I call my doctor. I go over there. He checks it out. He says it's likely a contusion. He doesn't think it's a it's a fracture or anything, but likely just a bad contusion, which is essentially just a really bad bruise. He recommended some x-rays, got those, and it affirmed what he said, which is essentially a contusion. Gave me some pain meds. And by the following weekend, I was able to, to go out again, still in pain. I actually still feel it now. That was like a couple weeks ago. And I still feel it now, but very, very lightly. Um, I couldn't pick up, pick up like my kids, for example. Couldn't like lift my arm past a certain point. But now, now I'm able to do all that. Now I just feel it like if I touch the area, it's like a little sensitive, but I'm good to go for now. And that is the story of how I saved the life of a little old lady. I'd like to share a round of applause for the unsung heroes. Burt Kreischer's Fully Loaded Comedy Festival. Burt Kreischer, for those who may not know, is a great stand-up comedian, a headlining comic, and one of my favorite podcasters. Definitely one of my favorite recurring Rogan guests. And he has a couple podcasts of his own, including The Burtcast and Two Bears, One Cave, which he does with his best friend, Tom Segura. Another great top-tier headlining comic, whose book I just finished reading, by the way, that I'll tell you guys about once I do that breakdown in a future free writing session episode. But Bert, for the uninitiated, he is the life of the party, known as like the party animal drinker. He went to Florida State University. He was like a frat guy and was in college for like six or seven years. And the Rolling Stone magazine actually did a article about him being the country's like quote unquote biggest party animal. And that Rolling Stone article is what inspired the van wilder movie with ryan reynolds and as the story goes he you know was a working comic famously told this story on rogan about hanging out with the russian mob when going on a school trip for the russian class that he was taking in college now known as the machine story rogan on that podcast convinces him to start telling that story on stage and and developing it Burr at the time doesn't think it's really a, a stage story but at a future performance of his a fellow rogan listener in the front row tells him yo tell the tell us uh the machine story that that joe told you to to develop and work on and he was like no nah, no nah, i'm not gonna tell that story guys and a couple of the fans in the front row convince him to and say hey we know it's not gonna be good just start telling it because that's how it's gonna get good then that story that bit for better or worse blew the fuck up to the point where in each and every one of his stand-up shows the fans damn near demand it and he has to do it as like at least an encore if he doesn't work it into his set. Then fast forward to today, 2023, a multi-million dollar budgeted, I think it was like 
30 or 40 million dollar budgeted film was created starring Burt around this machine story. And I just love like the arc of that, especially since I, I was listening live back in the day when he initially first told that story on Rogan. So to see it go from that to where it is now, it's fucking amazing to see. But anyway, I heard Burt was doing this comedy festival. Obviously, I'm a comedy fan. I'm an even bigger podcast fan. And the first date of the festival is going to be in Forest Hill Stadium here in Queens, New York. Then I check out the lineup, which I'll tell you guys about in a bit, but it's essentially a podcast fan's wet dream. And it was here in Queens. So I definitely wanted to go. I just had to find someone to convince to go with me on a Wednesday night, on a school night, as they say. Thankfully, my best friend, Steven, which is usually down to do anything, especially if it has to do with going out and drinking. Shout out to Steven, Sponsor alum as well. He agreed to go with me. We booked floor seat tickets and had an awesome time. Now, this took place in Forest Hill Stadium, which is here in Queens, like I said. But I had never been to Forest Hill Stadium. I heard of it referenced in, in the past, but I didn't even know where it was. And I'm someone, you know, born in, ra- well, born in Brooklyn, but raised and lived all my life in Queens. I had never seen the stadium. I had zero idea of where it was. Come to find out that it's in this neighborhood in Forest Hills that I always drive by. But it's just that the stadium is like smack in the center of a completely residential area. Like you literally cross the street from the stadium. It's like just houses all around, which is like the weirdest location for this thing. But awesome at the same time. I would definitely like to go back there. Now, it's not a dome. And unfortunately, the shows are rain or shine. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, I mean, it would take, I imagine, a lot of logistical heavy lifting if you started you know, canceling and switching up shows based on weather. But unfortunately on this day, there were scattered thunderstorms. So when I'm on the way to the stadium, you know, no rain, starting to clear up, it's a little cloudy. I park the car, I find parking, you know, pretty much like two blocks away from the stadium, which was great. Then it starts raining, drizzling at first, then stops, then starts raining again, then stops, starts raining harder. At this point, I'm already like walking towards the stadium, waiting for Steven to meet me there front of the stadium it starts a fucking torrential downpour everybody's like trying to huddle up under like a, a tent that was by the stadium uh, people were under trees i was under one of the trees it's just coming down raining 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 we're like fuck it's gonna ruin the whole fucking event but again rain or shine right but you obviously don't want to be just sitting in the rain watching the fucking comedy show sounds like a miserable fucking experience albeit a unique one but still and we go through security you know, it's still raining, still coming down. Scan the tickets on, on the phone. You know, it's still raining, starting to let up a little bit. Then we literally pass security and scanning the tickets into like this area of like all the vendors, all the food vendors and drinks and stuff like that. The rain stops and I shit you not, a fucking rainbow pops out. And then from there on out, it does not rain again for the rest of the event. And if I remember, I'll actually, I, I took a picture of the, the rainbow and shit. I'll, I'll post it on the webpage for this episode, which is at spuntoday.com forward slash podcasts forward slash 236. And now I'll add a couple other pictures as well for you guys to, to check out. But yo, check out this fucking lineup. And this is what like Cherry on top of that like sold me. You had Shane Gillis, who just stole the fucking show. Shane Gillis is a f- absolute beast. You had Tiffany Haddish, which was awesome to see. She did seem, you know, she hasn't been doing like too many like workout sets or anything like that. Not that she needs to. 
she's in like every other fucking comedy movie but it was just like dope to see her and i've always liked like tiffany's energy and just like her story is great as well you have the og goat dave attell which is fucking hilarious and he's from ozone park which i didn't know i feel like i had heard that he was from queens but i had forgotten and he shouted out ozone park which was dope uh during his set you had big j motherfucking okerson which was hilarious as always oh and circling back real quick to shane gillis which has which is like best most impeccable trump impersonator on the face of the planet that's not all he does obviously but when he breaks into a joke and uses a, a trump impression it just that's just like a cheat code it like brings down the house and he was famously for those of you who don't know the quote-unquote canceled for saying an asian american joke or reference during a one of his podcast episodes from back in the day he actually got on to snl and he was like hired and fired like in the same week or something like that before he, he was actually able to do anything um but because it was like during the, like the asian hate anti-asian hate times and somebody unearthed like him saying something about an asian delivery guy on his podcast just like shooting the shit with with his boy and then that got him canceled from snl which seemed to like everybody especially like within the, the podcast community like an overcorrection but whatever from there rogan brought him onto his podcast and he's you know the rest is history he blew up from there um big j okerson again hilarious legion of skanks podcast dan motherfucking soder which is one of my favorites i believe he does the bonfire podcast he was on legion of skanks he's definitely been a guest on on rogan on ari shafir skeptic tank which i think is where like i first learned about him he plays uh miffy miffy on the show billions on showtime he was great definitely one of my favorites uh you had rosebud baker who was super funny carter cruz cypher sounds which hosted the event which was cool to see you know he's just like a new york radio staple and shane torres and what was also dope is that you get to see like all these other lunatic fucking podcast fans which made me feel less alone in the world <laughs> i had a, a dude sitting right to my left that he do such like nuanced references that he was like bringing up from uh the two bears one cave podcast which is Burt's and and tom segura's and i was like oh shit yeah i'm not alone and i knew exactly what he was like referencing the, the entire time and this other dude that took off his shirt because Bert famously does all his comedy without his shirt there was a, a dude like uh in, in the row in front of us that took his shirt off in solidarity i guess <laughs> but yeah all that was cool to see and Bert just uh, put together a great festival great show his set was super funny he did the machine story there was this point in time in his set and i forget how he segued into it but where he just broke out and singing the national anthem and everybody every single body in the in the stadium was like singing along i actually have a, a video of it I'll, I'll post that as well on the website for you guys to check out it was a really really good time if you guys have the opportunity they are actively touring the festival so it may be coming to a town near you again it's burke kreischer's fully loaded comedy festival 2023 i'll link to it in the episode notes so you guys can check out the upcoming tour dates and i believe each town that he's in it's like a different set of of folks so here for the new york one there's a lot of new york based comics but i'm sure you you'll be able to enjoy a lot of other big names as he tours the rest of the country burke kreischer's fully loaded comedy festival tour check it out the flash this is the first solo flash movie if i'm not mistaken at least modern flash movie every other iteration where we see the flash character 
is either in a cameo or like an ensemble like the Justice League. But this is the first solo and DC really knocked it out of the park, I'm glad to say. Clap it up for, for DC doing its thing. Ezra Miller, which is the main character that plays the Flash, or the actor rather that plays the Flash, has always done a good job, in my opinion. The times that we've seen the character, he's likable, he's funny, he's quirky. But again, he's always been part of an ensemble, not oh, not ever really like the feature, which he definitely was in this movie and was absolutely able to to carry it. Hopefully, he can keep himself out of trouble on a personal, real life level and keep the character going in subsequent standalone and ensemble movies. From what has been reported in the media, he's been arrested several times, once for allegedly choking a woman at a bar, another time for disorderly conduct and harassment at a karaoke bar, another time for allegedly breaking into a neighbor's house and stealing a bunch of bottles of alcohol, etc. So hopefully he can curb all that shit and keep that in check work out whatever is driving that behavior to selfishly keep us the fans entertained but here is the official synopsis of the movie barry allen uses his super speed to change the past but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future and as always here on the sponsor today podcast i wanted to shout out the writers because if we don't shout out the writers here on the Sponsor Day podcast, who will? The Flash was written by Christina Hodson, John Francis Daly, Jonathan Goldstein, and Joby Harold. Shout out to the writers. Who again, did a great job. The movie was funny, engaging. It was action-packed. Exactly what you expect from a superhero movie. You know, tugged at the heartstrings with the whole family angle which then pulls you into the Barry Allen character and makes you sympathize with him and, and root for him. Because, spoiler alert, he is... Essentially, he discovers that he's able to go back in time if he runs fast enough. And in doing so, he can run into sometime in the past and change things. And as we all know, you know, theoretically, with time travel, you change something in the past, you know, there's ripple effects that you can't account for and things are different in the future. So he goes back in time for the noble cause of saving his mother's life who was murdered and does so successfully. But then in doing so, when he gets back to future time, he realizes that the ripple effects of that, of doing what he did in saving his mom, created a world that had no superheroes. Then he bumps into himself, a la Back to the Future, and has to essentially work with himself to fix and undo what he did. Now, what I was anticipating most in this movie, as I'm sure many of you were as well, is that they made it so that in this new reality, Batman still existed, but it was the original, original in my eyes, I'm an 80s baby. It was the Michael Keaton Batman, but he was essentially retired. You know, he's older and Gotham was literally like one of the safest places on earth now. But Barry tracks him down and leverages his help. So it was like dope to see him just see Michael Keaton in general, but see him as, as reprising his role as Batman from the original Batman movie of 1989 and Batman Returns a couple years after that it was so dope. And the moment in the movie theater, the moment that we see him and he says that iconic line, I'm Batman, 
everybody in the theater starts clapping and, and cheering, which was also fun. And I loved how in this movie they paid homage to the goat of time travel movies, which is Back to the Future. There's several references to Back to the Future, aside from like the entire plot being reminiscent of it, of the movie itself. But also in this universe, Eric Stoltz plays the Marty McFly character. And for those of you who are fellow Back to the Future fans, as I know that Eric Stoltz was the originally cast person to film Back to the Future prior to Michael J. Fox coming on. Michael J. Fox had conflicts with his contract and uh, filming family ties. And originally, Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis wanted Michael J. Fox, but they couldn't get him. And they casted Eric Stoltz and they filmed like close to like 40 or 50% of the movie of all the scenes in the movie with Eric Stoltz. But famously, the they made a decision to fire Eric Stoltz once Michael J. Fox freed up and reshot every scene, even though it cost them money and time, etc. It was like an unprecedented thing. And we got the franchise that we all know and love. But I digress. Point being that in this reality, Eric Stoltz is still the Marty McFly character. So then the Barry Allen of the future is like, wait, what? Michael J. Fox is Marty McFly. And then the Barry Allen of the past, along with his roommates and friends, they were like, Michael J. Fox, that's the guy from Footloose. And then the Barry Allen from the future was like, no, that's Michael, that's um Kevin Bacon. And they're like, Ke- Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon is the guy that played in that movie with the gay guys and volleyball and airplanes. He played Maverick. <laughs> that show is hilarious. Like a dope, funny sequence there. But yeah, love the Back to the Future references throughout the movie. Also, in terms of time travel, you guys know that's my shit. Check out Fractal, my debut novel, available at spuntoday.com forward slash books for all the links of everywhere you can purchase it. But it is a time travel tale. And the topic and theme of time travel is something I usually gravitate toward. So it's interesting to see how different writers and directors and creatives try to tackle the theoretical nature of time travel. And it was really interestingly explained by Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne on how the whole time travel thing works as he's explaining it to both Barry Allen of the future and Barry Allen of the past when they went to go visit him to try to get his help. And he says, similar to how Doc Brown explains time travel to Marty McFly in Back to the Future 2 when they create the alternate timeline, he says that most folks think of time travel as time as a linear thing and then when you go back in time and change something it splits off and you create a separate timeline but the way michael keaton explained it he said that's not how it really works the way it works is that when you go back in time and change something you do split and create a an alternate timeline but that alternate timeline also has an alternate past so the whole history of that timeline is different and changes as well and then he shows this he depicts this using two strands of dry spaghetti and then he says when multiple people are you know fucking with timelines and stuff like that you get and he shows like a bowl of like cooked spaghetti of all these alternate overlapping intertwining timelines and that being the case there are certain inevitable truths things that you cannot change which barry allen's character comes to find spoiler alert him saving his mother is one of those inevitabilities that can't be changed. The way I describe this phenomenon in my book, Fractal, 
I named it an impenetrable. What was really cool also is an homage paid to just like different DC heroes, like the different Supermans over time and different Batmans over time. While Barry Allen is like going back and trying, you know, to change things and fix things. It's depicted to us as the viewer as like him in the center of like this stadium or coliseum looking thing. And you see all around you like different points in time. And you'll see like Christopher Reeves, Batman, and then you'll see, I'm sorry, Christopher Reeves, Superman. And then you'll see Adam West's Batman. And something I found interesting was it showed Nick Cage as Batman, Nicolas Cage, which I thought was just like a funny joke. Um, but I watched the breakdown video and that actually comes from, and I'm going to butcher this a bit, but Nicolas Cage was fitted for a superhero film that never happened. And I don't remember if it was a Superman movie or just some other superhero. And I believe that that's the, the footage and imaging that they ultimately used for this little Superman cameo. Again, I could be fucking up some of those details, but something along those lines. Check out, I believe it was Stuckman's breakdown of The Flash, uh, where I learned that. And I'll link to that in the episode notes for you guys to check out if you're interested. But yeah, it was a really good movie. Really enjoyed it. Shout out to Andy... Muschietti, who directed it. Wonder Woman makes a cameo. Sasha Kale, or Kaye, plays Kara Zorel, aka Supergirl. Michael Shannon plays General Zod, which was definitely dope to see. Such a great actor, that guy. Ben Affleck is in it as uh, as Batman, like from the Justice League, but you could pretty much consider it a cameo besides like a dope action scene that he, he has, or yeah, it, it was pretty dope, a dope action scene that he has in the very beginning, but he's barely in the movie after that, if at all. But yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely recommend it. I think you guys should definitely check it out. The Flash, available now in theaters. Goats doing goat shit. The segment where I like to highlight goats within their respective lanes, exceeding expectations, and going above and beyond. This episode's inductee into the Spun Today Goats doing goat shit list is none other than Michael Jordan. Back in 2010, Michael Jordan paid $275 million for a majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets franchise, which to me always seemed off because I wasn't I wasn't thinking of it from a business perspective. But, you know, Jordan obviously famously played for the Chicago Bulls, even when he came back as number 45 after the first retirement. Then he played for a stint with the Washington Wizards, but then he wound up buying the Charlotte Hornets. But fast forward to now, and then it all makes sense, doesn't it? At the time, he became the league's only black majority owner, which by the way, he is still 13 years later, the only black majority owner. Now in 2020, he sold 20% of his stake in the team to Gabe Plotkin, which is the CIO and founder of Melvin Capital. And in that transaction alone, he made over 300 million. So definitely returned his initial investment there. Now, fast forward to 2023, and he's selling a majority stake to a collective, including that same gentleman, Gabe Plotkin, for a $3 billion, with a B, billion dollar valuation. So you know he's clearing at least a couple billion there. And after this transaction, he's still maintaining a minority stake in the team. So definitely shout out to MJ. Let's clap it up for him. Not just for the billions, but congrats for being inducted into the Spun Today 
goats doing goat shit list. And that, folks, was episode 236 of the Spun Today podcast. Thank each and every one of you once again for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. Before I let you go, I wanted to share a few quick ways you can help support this show if you so choose. Your support means an absolute ton. Not only does it help me keep the proverbial lights on, but it truly does motivate me to continue cranking out these episodes. I hope you guys enjoy listening as much as I enjoy producing it for you. So if you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you stick around to listen for just a couple more minutes. And then I'll check you guys out next time. Peace. What's up, folks? Tony here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I enjoy producing it for you. Here are a few quick ways you can help support this show. You can support the Spun Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic podcasts versus anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes. Also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt. Also available in a bunch of different colors and all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts. Definitely go there and check it out. SpunToday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section. We can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spun Today logo on one side and the tagline that I end every show with on the other which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today, and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spun Today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The Spun Today newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm going to do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday 
at noon. You're going to receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week. And finally, for my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address and you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address and you'll get the very next one. If you want to help support the Spun Today podcast financially, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. Here you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, spuntoday.com forward slash support. Click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up reoccurring donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar reoccurring payments via my Ko-fi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. If you're a fellow creative, a cool way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast and actually be part of the podcast is by filling out my five question questionnaire located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Here you'll find five open questions related to your craft, your art, what inspires you to create, what type of unrelated hobbies you're into, and what motivates you to get your work done. You can choose to remain anonymous or plug your website and your work. And once you submit your questionnaire, I read your responses on a future episode of the Spun Today podcast. It's completely free at no cost to you. And what I like to say about it is that if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else, why not share that? SpunToday.com forward slash questionnaire. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Grayson. I love you, Daddy.